Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 214 and we're talking about Paraguay. Yeah, we uh, wanted to give you some Paraguay travel advice because that's where we've spent most of the last 10 days. Uh, through Ciudad del Este down to Encarnacion and then over to the capital Asuncion before we uh, ended up here. Yeah, we're in Salta, Argentina at the moment. We just arrived, what well, must have been three nights ago, and we had a mission of a journey. It was a bit of a bit of a stressor actually. We went from Asuncion, we had to catch the bus to the bus station, then catch a bus to Resistencia, which is about five hours. Um, mostly, mostly on the bus, but we had about 45 minutes at the border crossing from Paraguay to Argentina. We had two or three hours of resistance here before taking a glorious, wonderful, fantastic, I'm being sarcastic, overnight bus to uh, Salta. And it actually wasn't too bad. It was quite cramped, but, you know, the movies weren't too loud and, yeah, even no one was too annoying. So, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I, I liked when the uh, the woman two seats in front of us turned around and complained to the guy in front of us that the music on his cell phone was too loud. Oh, it was shocking. We got it on the bus <laughs> and he was playing this music. I thought it was coming out of the bus speakers and I was prepared to be very annoyed for most of the night because it was really crackly. Then the woman in front of him turned around and said, excuse me, senor, you know, in Spanish, saying, uh, can you turn it down? And they ended up having this big argument. It was quite amusing. But he did turn it off. Actually, he put in his headphones, which... I don't know why you wouldn't have just done that in the first place. But anyway, it was much <laughs> Must better. Must have had uncomfortable headphones. Hopefully you don't, dear listener. Hopefully you have very comfortable <laughs> headphones. Although if you want to play the Interval podcast, you know, on your speakerphone, that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't recommend it for the sanity no. of those around you. No, it's probably true. Well, we've got three things to uh, tell you about this week. Three notes before we get into the show. Uh, the first is the podcast awards. Our nomination was successful. Thank you very much to everyone who nominated us. Uh, but now the uh, the real work starts. Yes. So we've never really competed in these before, but we thought we'd give it a go this time. So we'd really, really appreciate your support because we definitely, well, we actually definitely can't do it without you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a popularity contest, basically. So we do need your votes between October 12th, uh, which will be within a day or two of releasing the podcast, to October 27th, voting is open. So uh, to vote for us, please visit podcastawards.com and uh, select Indie Travel Podcast in the travel section. Yep, then you just have to fill out your details and then hit submit. And we need, to do, we need people to do this before October 27th, that's 2011, if you're listening in the future. That's October 27, 2011. So go there right now, right now. If it's after October 27, 2011, you can go there, but it would kind of be a waste of time. And if you're a really early bird and it's before October 12, then you don't need to worry about it either. (laughs) Yeah, just wait. Just go there every day. That'll be fine. (laughs) Well, we've got uh, two deals. One's a 15% off deal with Urban Adventures that's running until the end of the month. Uh, There's details and a coupon code at IndieTravelPodcast.com, and they'll also give you a free recipe book with uh, dozens of recipes from around the world. Yes, and point number three is that Intrepid Travel is cutting up to 40% off their tours from up until October 16th. So that's a, that's a really, really big saving. So it might save you over $1,000 on their bigger trips. Uh, details and links to that sale, once again, on the homepage at IndieTravelPodcast.com. Yeah, and uh, that's running from the 12th as well. So that'll be 12th to 16th. That's really time limited. So uh, hopefully you're hearing this on time. All right, well, let's get on to talking about Paraguay. We spent the last, I think we are there for about 10 days. We had four days in Ciudad del Este, four days in Encarnacion, two days in Asuncion. So yeah, 10 days. And uh, we really enjoyed it. So we'd like to share how much we enjoyed it with you. And hopefully you can go there too. Yeah, it's a country that not a lot of people go to. And no one really talks about in travel. I haven't seen it 
really highlighted on any travel websites or travel magazines or anything like that. But I can't figure out why. I think it's, it's mostly really cool. I think it's mostly because of the visas. Most people traveling to Paraguay need a visa. I needed a visa. Craig's traveling on a British passport, so he didn't need one. And that's mostly the reason why we decided to go. Last year when we were in the area, we didn't go to Paraguay because we were four Kiwis traveling together. And it's a $75 visa. That's US dollars. So between us, that was going to be $300, which is a lot of money. And also we couldn't give Paraguay a lot of time. So it wasn't really going to work out. This time, well, only one of us had to buy a visa. $75 over 10 days, it's like $7.50 a day. That's not such a big deal, you know. But it is quite a big cost. Yeah, it does add up. Uh, the tourist visa that we got, or that Linda got, was for 15 days. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's still not a very long time, considering the amount you're paying to get in. You can but, get a multi... This was a single-entry visa. Yeah. You can get a multi-entry visa, which I think is for a longer time, and that's $100 which isn't that much more if you are planning to be in the area a lot. But you've also got to consider the time it takes to get the visa. It didn't take us very long. We got it from Guasu. Uh, two hours yeah. in person from start to finish. So, But it's just one of those annoying things. And, I mean, we didn't need a visa for any of the other countries in South America, so we just planned our route around yeah, it. And I think that's, that's what why, a lot of people do. Maybe that's why it becomes a bit of a black hole. But it's actually really cool. So we're going to talk about the three places that are... Uh, that we went to, um, but if you do want to learn more about the visa and how we got it and the border crossing, uh, we talk about that and uh, I wrote it up in the travel forums. So if you uh, go to indietravelpodcast.com slash forums and do a search for Paraguay visa or Ciudad del Este, everything you need to know is there. Yeah, but just basically so you know while you're listening, you can go in Foz de Iguazu. When you go, you need to take your passport you need a passport photo, you need a credit card as proof of funds, but you can't pay by credit card. And you also need to be prepared to fill in a lot of forms. Yeah, and you need to pay in uh, Brazilian real. You can't pay in US dollars. Even That's though right. they, they, all of the information on websites and things price it in US dollars. That's right. What we had to do was go to the consulate. They gave us a little form that said how much we had to pay. We went down to the bank and paid there, straight into the bank account. Um, an employee helped us put it straight into the bank. We worked out to slightly less than 70 US dollars. It was, it was about 70 instead of 75, but we had to pay in reals. And yeah, it was a long process, but it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Simple, simple. Um, there's, there's more details on that and the border crossing itself on the site. Uh, getting into Ciudad del Este is quite easy, especially if you're going from Foz de Iguazu. We entered from Foz and we hopped on a local bus going to Ciudad del Este. Of course, we had to go through passport control. So we got off the bus at the border. There's a long bridge. It's called the Friendship Bridge between the two countries because you have to cross over the River Paraná. Um, and actually, when I asked the driver to stop to let us off um, at the border, he gave us a little ticket, which allowed us back on another bus to take us across the bridge, which is great because it's quite a long bridge and we didn't really want to walk across it. So, um, and that was it. Uh, we got off the bridge. We got off the bus at the other side, and the um, passport control was right, basically right on the edge of the city. So you don't need to catch a bus back into the city from there. Now, Ciudad Leste is basically, or the centre of it, is basically one big shopping mall. Mm-hmm. It's the largest commercial development in South America, and it's actually, the entire city was designed to be um, kind of an open trade area with Brazil. That's right. And, um, and kind of with Argentina as well, but if you're coming from Argentina, you need to go to Brazil and then Ciudad del Este. But, um, yeah, it's this open economic area, so 
hundreds, if not thousands of Brazilians every day are going into Ciudad del Este to buy um, electronics, computers and clothing for much, much cheaper, sometimes 30, 40% off the cost they can get them for in Brazil. Yeah, and also a lot of people just go there for the day and they don't go through passport control. I'm not sure if it's technically legal. But yeah, it is because it's this open, open zone. I don't know. I, I was reading on the forums when I was looking about the information that we needed to go into Paraguay and someone had said that he'd been stopped and asked for his passport and oh, because right. he didn't have a visa he was um, forced to pay a fine. So when we were there with Intrepid... Um, the local guide took a whole lot of people across into the city and they did shopping and then came out again. And there was no mention of any, any passports. Although no, he said we, that we asked specifically and they, he told us that we didn't need it to be in the city itself. That's right. No, he said that you needed to have your passport with you in case there was a spot check, but that there was not going to be any trouble at all if you were just going in and out. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, so obviously uh, shopping in the malls or the markets is the highlight of Ciudad del Este. We failed also... to do any shopping. <laughs> we didn't buy anything. I even wanted to, but I just completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two other things that you can do. Um, one is a, a modern wonder, an engineering wonder, and the other one is, uh, I guess, a natural and sociopolitical wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the, uh, the modern wonder first. It's the Ita- Itaipu Dam. And it's actually one of the seven modern wonders of the world. And it's incredible. It's this huge dam that was a project between Brazil and Paraguay. And it's the biggest hydroelectric dam in the world. Well, it could be the second largest, depending on how you measure these things. I look this up. It's the biggest in terms of generation, Uh um, but not the biggest in terms of size. But by the ratio of energy production to size, it's just far outweighs the bigger one. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable the ratio of, of power they're able to get out of it. Yeah, and it's great because it's benefiting both countries. So um, it's, it's really interesting to see as well. We went out there by public bus and then you can do a little tour. First of all, you get shown a video and then you get put on a coach and you get taken out to see the dam. You get one stop to have a look at it, a kind of panoramic view. You get taken onto the top of the dam and back around. It's about yeah, 20, 25 minutes on the coach. Yeah, no, it's, it's free to do this tour in Paraguay, um, but if you're going on the Brazilian side, there's a charge to, to enter the complex and get shown around. So that's why we held off going to the Brazilian side and went to the Paraguayan side. Actually, we didn't know that it was free when we held off. We just thought we'd go on the Paraguayan side, and then it turned out to be free. It was brilliant. So yeah, it's pretty easy to do. We uh, we hopped on a public bus out from Ciudad del Este out to the, the Itaipu Dam. It was maybe... I don't know, 25 minutes on the bus out there. And uh, you watch a video, which is about a 20-minute video, and then you get put on a coach, which takes you around the dam. You get taken out to a kind of a mirador, a, a lookout, where you can see a beautiful panoramic view of, of the dam. It's a dam. It's not super gorgeous, but definitely very nice. And then you get to drive up and around over the dam. It's really cool. We, however, didn't know that uh, there are only four entrances per day. So uh, we arrived at about 3.20, which was... In time for the last coach trip, but too late for the video because you get shown the video first. Luckily, though, when we went to talk to someone about this afterwards, they put the video on for us, so we were very lucky. But I think it's quite important to know that there are only four entrances per day, which are um, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., 2 p.m., and 3 p.m. So the documentary gets shown then, and then the uh, coach trip is half an hour later. On Saturdays, there's an extra showing at 10.30 a.m., and on Sundays, there are three morning showings, 8 a.m., 9.30, and 10.30, but nothing in the afternoon. 
you will have forgotten that. So all of the information will be available at uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com. Just search for our Paraguay Travel Advice or head to the Paraguay page and this podcast will be linked to from there. I think the important thing to realize is that you need to go early. Don't try and go out there at four o'clock because it'll all be over. Yeah. Like some of us, <laughs> I think this shows one of the uh, one of the cultural differences of Paraguay to yeah. a lot of the rest of Latin America. Paraguay, someone said to us, isn't Latin Latin America. <laughs> um, it things start early and finish early. Yeah, like, people have dinner at like six o'clock, seven o'clock, which is yeah. quite different to Argentina, where you wouldn't even go to a restaurant. You wouldn't even think about going to a restaurant before eight thirty. Yeah, so it's yeah. That's different. Interesting. Mm. Uh, the third thing to do in Ciudad del Este is visit the Hito Tres Fronteras, or the, the point of three frontiers. See, the, the rivers uh, Iguazu and the river Parana uh, meet in kind of a T-junction um, near Ciudad del Este, and this is the border between the three countries, Paraguay, Brazil, and Argentina. So they've erected these, um, I guess, big steel and concrete edifices that are uh, painted <laughs> monuments. in the monuments that's maybe a better word that are painted in the the flag colors of the country so you can go and stand on one of the the countries and look at the other two so uh, it's it's a bit gimmicky we didn't actually go out to the piso tres fronteras in Sierra del este because we had just been to the one in argentina yeah um, Puerto yeah so I've, i put in a photo of the paraguayan side <laughs> from the argentinian nice. side hey, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. what i'm doing there so you took a photo of it just from yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want to see all three countries at once, uh, yeah, you can go and do that there. So after Ciudad del Este, we caught a bus to Encarnacion. It was really easy to do. We were staying near the bus station in Ciudad del Este, so we just hopped on a bus. Was it about 11 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. I think the bus was 11, and we got there just after 4, so it was a five-hour trip. Along the way, lots of people got on selling things like meat on skewers and chipa, which is a kind of cornbread, and uh, soft drinks and uh, chewing gum and all sorts of stuff. It was really fun. Yeah, so we got there in the uh, yeah in the late late afternoon and found some accommodation just by wandering around and asking dumb questions. Yeah, there wasn't um, a tourist office in the bus station, and yeah. we didn't know where to go to find the centre <laughs> yeah, of town. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we just found some accommodation near the bus station. I but went down. It was that, really lovely. That turned out really good for us because uh, it was maybe a twenty minute walk into the centre of town, which is really pretty they've got a really nice town square there with a, a little miniature japanese garden that was very gorgeous and uh there was a good cafe there was some decent espresso mm-hmm. um always hard to find when you're traveling in south america if you yes. find find good coffee you stick with that it that became our local um and yeah so it was a nice walk along the main shopping street so it was kind of two or three streets in a row that were lined with shops mm-hmm. and so we could wander up one of those and yeah end yeah. up at this little pretty town square and and have coffee there yeah we actually ended up having dinner most of the time at the uh the local shopping center complex there's a big supermarket with um a food court kind of area it's not really a food court it's kind of a, a buffet restaurant where you go in and you take your food and then it gets weighed and that's um the price is determined on how much food you've taken and yeah it was quite good food actually it was always something different yeah no this is something um this auto servicio kind of style of restaurant we found a lot in brazil and uh, in paraguay as well Uh, i haven't seen it anywhere else but it's really popular in in that area a buffet where you 
yeah, pick up what you want and then your plate gets weighed and, and you get charged yeah. a, a magical amount of money. <laughs> um, we've been in some of them where I'm sure the scales are just a little bit off. Yeah, it uh, does seem like it occasionally. But uh, no, this one in Encarnacion was good. And what else down there? Oh, the riverfront is really nice. Yeah, it's being developed at the moment. Looking over towards Posada, so you've got a skyline on the other side of the river and beautiful sunsets in the evening. Yeah, we were down there most nights, eh? Yeah. It was really nice. It's still being developed. It's still being built, actually. There's lots of kind of piles of bricks, but it looks like it's going to be really nice. They've already put in the lights. Yeah. And there's lots of people down there running, walking, or drinking Tere Day in the evening, so it's really nice. You better explain Tere Day. Uh, Tere Day is like... Mate, in fact, it is mate, but the Paraguayans drink it cold. So instead of having it in a in a mate cup, which is kind of round, they have it in a longer cup, more like a tumbler. But it's traditionally made out of a cow's horn. So uh, most of them aren't actually made of cow's horn. I saw a lot of metal ones. And instead of having the thermos mug, they've got these really big kind of uh, leather flasks that are larger than the ones you see in Argentina that are full of cold water. And um, it's really cool. That's that's just how they drink drink their mate. The first time we saw it was on the bus, on one of the buses. I think it was the bus out to the Taifu Dam. And the bus driver was driving, obviously, and he had a friend or someone sitting next to him with, with a thermos and the, the cup. And he kept filling it up and passing to the driver and having a drink himself. Yeah, yeah. And it just oh, it just seems so awesome. Now, the thermoses in Argentina and Uruguay are quite long and skinny, but the thermoses there are, are quite big and fat. Yeah, and uh, they tend to have a little... Um, holder on the side of them for the, the cup. Yeah, for which, the cup to go in. Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, the reason we went down to Encarnacion, as pretty as it was, um, is the amount of Jesuit ruins nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the 17th and 18th century, when kind of things were being developed, and, well, things were being developed, the, the colonial rule was being developed, mm-hmm. um, the Jesuits, which is a Catholic society, basically took over um, Paraguay. Well, they, they came in to educate and to convert the locals, but it seemed more that they were interested in education rather than conversion, which is quite different to a lot of the... Well, I think the, the Jesuit way was to convert them to Christian, Christianity, but not necessarily to a European style yeah. of life. Yeah, which so, I really strongly approve of. <laughs> well, if, if you're going to convert someone anyway yeah if you're going for conversion then it's better not to completely oppress them and destroy their culture right yeah so in paraguay which at that time also included parts of bolivia argentina and brazil um the jesuits really took a strong hold and this area down in southeast paraguay was where a lot of their communities were like incarnacion where we were staying was a jesuit community and um, But there's all of these ruins around the place from when they got kicked out. Yeah, they got kicked out in 1767 because the uh, the ruling Spanish thought they had a bit too much power, even though they'd put in all sorts of kind of holds in place to prevent them being able to have any money or power. But So they got kicked out, and they left behind a lot of ruins. And two of them, which are both near Encarnacion, are UNESCO World Heritage Sites. You can visit both of them on one ticket, which costs 23,000 guaraníes. And there's another one that's kind of off the other side of Encarnacion, which we didn't try to visit because it was uh, just too far away, which is also included on the same ticket. Yeah, you can do the three of them in a tour, but doing them in public transport is possible, but you just need to make an early start to the day and and be ready to spend lots of time on buses. So let's talk about the two that we went to, um, Jesus de Tavarangue and Trinidad. Well, first of all, we caught the bus out to Trinidad, and then we had to catch another bus to get to Jesus. 
and uh, this bus is quite irregular in its running but we were lucky enough to arrive just as it was taking off so we did that and arrived in Jesus we bought our ticket there and we only had half an hour because the bus driver was kind enough to let us know that he was going to be back in half an hour and then not for another two and a half hours so we could either have half an hour or quite some time <laughs> yeah. so we kind of ran around but this one was actually um, not completed construction started I think about 1756 and it wasn't finished by the time the Jesuits got kicked out so what you see now is basically what was left when they when they left because it's in a very similar state of repair. Mm. It doesn't have a roof, but it's um, yeah quite well advanced in the construction stage. It would have been the biggest church in the area if it had been finished. And then, uh, yeah, we caught that bus back about half an hour up the road. And then, no, it can't have been that long. It was only 12Ks. No, yeah. maybe it was half an hour. It was, like, it was at least 20 minutes. It was 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> it felt like half an hour. Um, up to Trinidad, which is a much bigger and and com- obviously completed. Yeah, it actually um, functioned as a, a town's of, mission. Set of ruins. Yeah, they estimate over three hundred families, both colonial and Indians, were living on the site. Wow, that's quite a lot. So long. it's yeah, a and lot of people. See, there's a lot of buildings to see, and quite a lot of it has been restored. So there's been a lot of restoration, especially the bell tower. I really enjoyed that because you can climb up it and have a look over the whole complex. Yeah, that gave a really good perspective and also an idea of all the uh, the countryside around yeah. it. It was a very strategic place to uh, to build. Yeah, it wasn't a very tall bell tower, but it was quite cool. Then after our time at uh, Trinidad, we were walking out and we were approached by a, a local guide who offered to take us down to the quarry. It was an extra charge to get in there, but we decided to go because we hadn't had a guide in any of the in either of the other places. Yeah, so we wanted to ask some questions as well. Yeah, and kind of, I mean, we'd, we'd have read the brochures about what had happened, but we, I don't know, we just didn't really have a very good idea about it. So we went with the guide up to the quarry, and she explained everything to us. It was really, really good. I think that was a really valuable addition to our mm, time. Absolutely, yeah, I'd highly recommend that. Um, yeah, the quarry site's just at the back of the... Um, the Trinidad ruins, but to get there you've actually got to walk right around and through the streets. And if you haven't had lunch yet, there's a few kind of cafe bar, like lunchnet places that you walk past mm-hmm. on the way. So they we ate at the restaurant near the gate to Trinidad, and were we were unimpressed by the quality of food to price. Yeah, so, it seems like very very small amount of food to how much we paid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's not recommended. But uh, yeah, the the guided tour of the quarry definitely is, and you've got a chance to to ask all of your questions. Yeah, that was really good. And then afterwards, we were walking out, and she had left us a few minutes before, and had met up with a friend of hers, another colleague, I assume, and they invited us to drink tea today with them, and that was really cool too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, that was our last day in uh, Incarnacion, and then the next morning we jumped on a. Basically, once again, an all-day bus trip out to Asuncion. I think it's about five hours. I think it was a bit longer. I think it was more like six. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we got on at nine. I'm sure we, Yeah, it was a bit longer. But we were expecting lots of people to hop on with food and meet on skewers, and they didn't. No, no. Um, <laughs> a few people um, did, but definitely not as many yeah. as on the other trip. Unlike the drive down from Ciudad del Este to Encarnacion, we were passing through lots of little towns and villages all the way. Um, there was a lot more empty countryside. Mm. Um, while we while bellies. we headed west, um, and empty valleys, empty valleys. <laughs> we were hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there didn't seem to be to be much to do between there and there. But uh, we we got to Asuncion in the end and found some accommodation. 
um, catching a bus from the bus terminal is quite far south of the actual city, about a 20 minute bus ride to get into the center. Uh, it took a bit of finding to get that sorted. Yeah, luckily um, the information that we had, we had information about a hostel kind of as a backup because we were expecting to arrive in the city and be met by lots of people offering us a place to stay like we'd had in Peru and in Bolivia, but that definitely didn't happen. So we had a hostel kind of organised, uh, found out which bus to catch and that bus took us pretty much straight to the hostel, so that was brilliant. Yeah, no, we were expecting, to go off on another tangent, we were expecting Paraguay to be a lot more like Bolivia mm-hmm. because the, the World Factbook that we've got that we carry around has uh, said the GDP was about the same. and Less. Is, uh, less, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty. It was within a few hundred dollars per person. Yeah, but it was the difference between um, like 4,800 and 4,100. Oh, wow. So percentage-wise, okay. it's a lot less. Sure, I just heard the four. <laughs> uh, and the, the industries were similar in the two countries. Yeah. But we actually found Paraguay to feel a lot more developed, a lot more affluent, and uh, we felt yeah. safer, much safer. Uh, oh, in Paraguay. a lot safer! I, I never felt unsafe in the entire time we were traveling no. around Paraguay. So I mean, even when we think wandering about around at night or whatever, yeah, exactly. When we think about our time in South America, we think of Chile and Argentina as kind of affluent and safer countries, and Brazil as well. With Peru and Bolivia being poorer and less safe because that's where we got robbed and that's where we came into um, came across scams and things like that and i would say i don't know paraguay is definitely poorer than chile and argentina but it felt more similar to them than it did to feel feel like bolivia and peru Hmm. No, definitely no, I, feels I know different. what you mean. No, it's, it's, definitely it's different. completely different at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about um, the capital Asuncion. So the capital of Paraguay is Asuncion, and we are glad that we came through Ciudad del Este and Encarnacion first, because we just really weren't all that enamoured by Asuncion. I mean, we'd read about it, and we knew that there wasn't a lot to do, but I don't know, I just, it just felt like any old city to me. Yeah, any old South American city. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were like like everywhere there were museums, big buildings, shopping markets, um, everything like that that you might expect. But everything seemed to be run down and and down at heel. And yeah, it didn't have um, the positive kind of forward looking feeling that the other two cities that we'd been yeah, to felt like. I guess we we never really found a way in. I think people were a lot more reserved there. They were less likely to want to speak to us, whereas we found people in the other cities very friendly. Yeah. Um, we, I, I just never felt like I connected. I didn't have a sense of a sense of place yeah. there. And I think that might be to do with the people. Yeah, it was really interesting because we've been couch surfing, as you know, and we've found places to stay everywhere else. And although we left it quite late in doing our couch surfing hunt, we didn't get any responses to any of our requests. And I've sent requests for Sierra del Este, I don't think I sent any for Encarnacion, but I might have done, and Asuncion. And there was absolutely no response. So it feels like Paraguayans are a lot more closed than than the rest of the people we've met in the rest of South America. Yeah, I found people in the other cities quite friendly, whereas yeah. Asuncion, we just never, I don't know, just never connected with anyone, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, one day we caught the bus out to the very large botanical garden and the zoo in the city's outskirts, and that was that's good for a, a day trip, I mm-hmm. think, if you just want to go and picnic in the garden and have a wander around the zoo. Uh, you can do it in half a day, but with public transport, it's really it impossible to, mm-hmm. to do it in a shorter time than that. 
We bought some drinks from some wandering snack vendors, although we were expecting to be able to get some in the zoo, so we thought, okay, well, we'll go to the zoo, and then we'll wander around a little bit, and then we'll buy a drink, and we couldn't yeah. find one. They're like, <laughs> they're like so ca- cafes marked on the map of the zoo, but they were all shut. Yeah. It was terrible. But um, yeah, the zoo's got a really good kind of collection of endemic animals, animals that are only found in that region of the world. So that was quite interesting for us, seeing um, seeing jaguars and coatis and, yeah, ocelots, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was great. Although I didn't get to see a carpenter and I was very disappointed about that. Yeah, yeah, that was a big, the big missing one. Yeah, um, yeah there's a waterfront area down in Asuncion, which is quite nice. And uh, we spent uh, two afternoons wandering around there for an hour or so. Just looking at the buildings, there's lots of kind of these um, collapsing Art Deco facades everywhere. <laughs> That's something that, that stood out for me. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much more to say about Asuncion. There's, there's lots of little areas that we didn't explore, but it just didn't catch us. And maybe we, we got the feeling that if we stayed for a week, it would. Yeah. It would. Yeah, but, we might find a way in. Yeah, but we didn't have enough time to give it a week, so... It feels a bit mean to say we didn't like it because I feel like I could like it, but I haven't been able to give it a chance. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair representative of yeah of how we felt. So we'd uh, yeah love to hear your thoughts on on these cities in Paraguay, and if you've been anywhere else in the country, then please do come down to Indie Travel Podcast and leave a comment on the show. So let's talk about community wisdom. What's happening on the side at the moment? Well, there's a few updates on travel in Vietnam. Uh, some new scams have been added to the uh, the forum on that, on travel safety, so check them out to stay safe yourself and add in any that you know of. Uh, David's looking for advice on Patagonia in Tierra del Fuego. If you can help him, uh, please do. And feel free to ask your own questions, upload your own trip reports and share your photos with a free account at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash community. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels, slash tours, and slash insurance when you're booking a travel online. And there's also travel deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. We've got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books, and uh, we're going to be adding to that in the next few weeks. The most. And the most important thing you can do for us this month, so from the 12th, is to vote for us in the travel section at podcastawards.com. If you could do that, we would really, really appreciate it. So please do. Yeah, that's podcastawards.com. And don't forget the big discount sales that we mentioned at the start of the show. Uh, For as long as they're live, we'll be advertising them on the homepage at Indie Travel Podcast. So that's up to 40% off Intrepid Travel and up to 15% off Urban Adventures Uh, Yeah, while they're running this month. Well, I think that's about us for this week. Until next week, travel well.